This is Dream Chasers with Adam Coswell. Dream Chasers, what's going on? I want to share an interview with you that I did with the great Mo Bina on his podcast, Purpose Driven Wealth. I've gotten to know Mo very well over the past almost six years now. I met him at one of the first ever commercial real estate meetups that I went to in beautiful, sunshiny Los Angeles, California. And um, you know, I'll just never forget meeting Mo, being able to, to have lunch with him and his wife at the conference and becoming very good friends with them. And it's also cool to know that there are people like Mo that still live in California that see the world through the same lens that that I do and that we do here on Dream Chasers. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean, right? So anyways, Mo is the man and I really, really enjoyed spending some time with him here on this one. So without further ado, Catherine, my amazing producer, take it away. Welcome to Purpose Driven Wealth. I'm your host, Mo Bina. Today on the show, we have Adam Carswell. Adam is a real estate entrepreneur, podcaster, and a LinkedIn power networker. Adam's expertise in communication sets him apart from the crowd. He has earned the moniker, the voice of liberty, as a master of ceremonies at Lieberland's national events, and he hosts the nation's podcast, The Lieberland Show. Adam, welcome to the show. Mo, thank you for having me. Excited to jump into uh, what you've got in store for us here today. Yeah, definitely. The focus of today's uh, interview is going to be on communication, and uh, you've definitely set yourself apart in that, uh, in that realm. Uh, was there a specific point in your life when you realized the value and the importance of communication? I think I had my my biggest epiphany yet. You, you know, life is a series of epiphanies, and I'm sure if you asked me this five years ago, I'd probably have a a similar answer with a different story. But but for me, it was um, I'd say probably about November. What would that have been? Right around November 2021, I really started going deep on. A guy named Myron Golden um, in his in his teachings and his trainings, and um, it's been pretty cool. Just as a side note, but to see how much of, of a business entrepreneur and, and really communications coach Myron has become, even from that moment until now, he's someone who went from maybe a couple thousand subscribers on YouTube to three hundred and twenty. I think he's at about three hundred twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube now, um, and it was really cool. I got to meet him face to face literally last week. And when I when I met him, he was doing a series on how how he blew up on YouTube, basically. So there's some really cool stuff there that's even got me personally thinking about taking YouTube more seriously. And I'll share those golden nuggets with you uh, maybe later, maybe even on the call here today. But anyways, um, so November 2021 really started going deep into Myron's stuff because um, he, he I wanted to get better at communication. I want to get better at sales, high ticket sales in particular. You know, with, with Race Masters, we're uh, we're not a cheap mastermind, I guess you could say. So learning how to sell that better. And I just kept finding this, this repeat cycle of what he was teaching, which is, you know, the better you get at communicating with your mouth, your mind, uh, putting together messages that move the masses, connecting your heart to other people's hearts. You could, you could definitely just call it sales, even if you wanted to, those are the people who, uh, really set their, who live life to the beat of their own drum. They control what direction they want to go. And the reason why is because they've learned how to communicate better than than the average individual. And it's not a surprise that um, government indoctrination camps, some people may call them schools, uh, don't really show you how important that is. They rather you uh, focus on, um, you know, other, other things that can maybe help you out in life. But, you know, I think we would be living in a completely different society if, uh, if we all learned just how important it is to communicate from a younger age. So 
I know it's a long-winded answer, but I, I really feel like I started to uncover this to a level I've never seen before in, in, in the fall of 2021. Yeah, that's uh, that's great to hear, and I and I totally agree with you. If uh, if younger children and younger people learn to communicate, whether it be written, oral, or just standing in front of a group of people and talking, um, I think that could totally transform their lives. We we you know I feel like when you're little, you might have one moment each year where you have to get in front of the class and give a speech, and everybody hates it. Everybody's afraid of it. It just yeah. doesn't leave a good taste in most people's mouths, you know? So yeah, we got to, we got to fix that at least for our kids. Right, Mo? Of course. Of course. Um, and we, I know personally as parents, we try all the time to get Amelia like to do that, to actually look people in the eye when she's talking to them and to actually approach them and not be timid. It's funny. Like sometimes you see kids literally like hide behind their parents, you know, when like you, you see them out in the street or something like that. And it just shows you they're just, they're just afraid of people. Yeah, but not for long. That's why we're here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's change the next generation or the current generation. Um, so, Adam, what what have you done to improve and fine tune your communication skills over the last few years? One thing that really helped um, is is getting one on one guidance or coaching. Um, you can definitely get a lot out of you know. As an example, you find you, know, you just find somebody that you really align with or that you really look up to and you feel like, okay, I want to embody what this person teaches and become the next version of them. I would say Myron Golden would be a good example of that for me, which, you know, listen to so much of his stuff. I'll probably share a lot of insight on this call that I've just heard him say over and over. <laughs> it becomes your own. So that's one way is just absorb the heck out of one or two people uh, that you really aspire to be like. And next thing you know, you'll you'll just kind of be like another version of them. Frank Kern is actually someone on that note who I really like, who's very, very uh, authentic in his approach. Uh, podcast, check out Frank Frank Kern. It's called Frank Kern Podcast, I think. Uh, and you'll see instantly as you listen to his show, it's like, man, I feel like I'm sitting on my back porch having a glass of whiskey with this guy. Like, it's, it's just crazy how he has that effect on people. And it's because he's a master communicator. So those are ways that, that you can really focus on it and get better. Um, and then, as I mentioned, the one-on-one. -on -one. So you've actually met my personal coach before, uh, JD. And, you know, he's always helping me figure out how can I get better at connecting with people, communications, especially just at a, like at a family level too, like with my wife, with my son, what can I do better to show up better? Mm -hmm. um, and so that really helps to have someone give you specific insight. And then I look at, uh, you know, the journey that, that Hunter and I have been on with, uh, you know, launching and scaling raise masters and when we first started selling it you, know, you just look at our sales process when we first started to where it's at now and basically what we did was kind of put me through a pretty intensive high ticket sales training um and it's funny like this is just a small example but you know we used to take all of our sales um you know we would send people a link and hope and pray that they would you know they, they would join um we're at a point now where it's like everything's done over the phone you know, I'll take your credit card information right now. I remember I was so intimidated to ask people for their credit card over the phone at one point, but because I learned how to do it the right way, um, that helped a lot. So, and that was from direct coaching and training on how to, how to basically how to frame things and, and, and do it in, in the right way in an effective way. So model people, get coaching, and then just keep repeating that process. Oh, great. Um, and so besides these, are there any other actions that people could take? you know, who are, who are looking to kind of improve their communication skills? Yeah, I would just, I probably would give the best insight I can give is from personal experience. So consider this a recommendation, not me telling you what to do, but I, I would zone in on exactly what I just said. Um, check out 
Frank Kern, check out Myron Golden uh and just rip through they have so much information available out there and i'm sure if you're if you're in any version of entrepreneurship um or sales and communication with what you do daily which we actually all kind of are in sales and communication daily like even at the family level right like check out check out what those guys are putting out and then i guess i'll do a small plug you can you know you can listen to my podcast as well which i'm sure mo will have some information that you can link to um but yeah that 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 would be my biggest recommendation for practical advice right now just go start studying those two guys. It's worked really well for me. Great. Um, in addition to being a great communicator, um, you're also known as a uh, as a master connector as well, too. Um, is this a skill that you uh, purposely focused on building, or did was it something that kind of came naturally to you? This is the. I think this is the one gift that I feel is like God has really given me, and I, I would say that because. Um, <clears throat> I wish there was an easy way to like, I, I haven't figured out the easy way way to, to replicate this yet. Maybe you're helping me right now. Cause I, I never really take the time to talk about it. Um, you know, I think it first started, I remember I saw, and this was like, I think I just finished college. I was on LinkedIn and I saw somebody else on LinkedIn put in their title that they were a master connector. And I have no idea why I just was like, wow, that that's a really cool title to, to have. So I, put that in my LinkedIn header or whatever, um, at the age of 22. And it was my, it was my header until I was probably maybe 25 or 26. I'm 32 now. And I remember when I took it down from my header, I was like, who do I think I am at, you know, my early twenties saying that I'm a master of anything. I need to kind of humble myself. But what, what was crazy is I look back even over the past, you know, from then until now, when I took that down, um, and I've been I've become very good at uh, connecting the right people with each other, and I don't really know how. The only thing that I could, like I, I found helpful for people um, to practice. I mean, this is kind of a, a basic thing, but um, you know, obviously, listening to what people tell you. And there's a phrase called uh, "what's what's on the walls." Got this one from the real estate guys. Actually, I went to one of their seminars. Um, if you're meeting with someone, what what's on the walls means like. I'm looking at my wall right now. I've got a Liberland flag up, which I know we'll probably talk about at that point. I've got some Egyptian stuff that I really like. I've got, I live in Florida now. I've got a Florida flag up because I'm really happy that we live here. Uh, and so if somebody were to, to come in here, I've got art from my son on the wall. So if somebody were to come into my office and say, like, tell me about this, it would get me talking. And that's very, mm -hmm. that's how you build rapport with people. Like I even, we could even do a live example right now. If you're listening on audio, Mo's, Mo's got his, uh, skyline background behind him i actually have no idea what what city that is what what city is that I, it looks very very cool it's it's just some random uh you know metropolitan background to be honest with you i don't actually know what city it's taken from perhaps new york or a portion of the buildings in new york yeah uh, and i'm sure we could sit here for like 15 minutes and talk about that background and and, and how to, like what did you search on google or whatever to, to get to this point you know so those are little hacks like what's on the walls and then geographic connections i have found to be the biggest the biggest winner or the biggest game changer, even if somebody's not in the same industry. Um, when you find out that somebody is living somewhere or has lived somewhere that another person has lived and you connect them because of that. Um, I mean, another live example, we were just in Cabo with um, some of our inner circle members for Raise Masters. And uh, 
somebody's business partner in it's called actually I'm wearing my capital collective shirt right now. So somebody's business partner in capital collective, uh, was from Painesville, Ohio, which is where I grew up. And I've been in commercial real estate sector for five or six years now at no point have I met anyone from Painesville. And then of all places I go to Cabo and meet someone who's my age <laughs> that knows a bunch of the same people I do that, that's in the same space. And so we oh, had, wow. we hung out, we hung out like the whole week because of that. So, uh, yeah, the geographic connections are always a winner. You just got to ask people where they're from or where they live. <laughs> uh, where is Painesville? Is this like near Cleveland or? Yeah, Painesville is uh, about 30 minutes east of Cleveland. So it's really, it's kind of like the last suburb before you get to farm country. <laughs> oh, wow. It's right on Lake Erie, about five minutes from Lake Erie. So it's in a pretty rural area. Is that correct? uh it's 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 painesville itself is not rural but if you go another 15 minutes uh east of it then you start getting into to farm to yeah just farms and stuff oh great um you have an amazing network you kind of talked about you know being a master connector um you've got an amazing network of people that you know and and that you're connected with um how do you have you grown such an amazing network and then above all like how do you how do you continue to nurture it I would lean into to LinkedIn on on this answer. And what I mean by that is staying staying connected and staying present and active on LinkedIn. There was a phase maybe for about three years where I posted on LinkedIn for maybe as close to daily as possible. I might have missed a few days here and there. And that has really paid off. It's to a point now where I mean, I probably only post like once a month, but um, it's because that's that's I feel like at this point, that's all that you really need to do. Another thing is uh, if you really focus on building your network on LinkedIn, it, it's the one social media avenue I think that uh, at least professionally can serve you the most without a doubt compared to any other one uh, because people do kind of take themselves a bit more seriously on there. And I mean, there's definitely a, a place and time to go and have fun. Don't get me wrong. Scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever is is, is definitely an ad- addictive thing, but I'd say probably a little bit less productive. Um I don't know. LinkedIn has just always been that. And so as, as an example, literally actually an hour ago, I was at a, uh, a men's breakfast here in um, Tampa and just met somebody who moved here from Ukraine. They did, you know, whatever the, the kind of the visa thing they have going on right now. And he's like, I, I basically, he's like, I have a wife, two kids and two years to figure out what am I going to do in America? And he's got a background in HVAC barely speaks english but i'm like are you on linkedin yet he's like no he's like oh i've seen this before i'm like okay cool so i show him how to go on linkedin i type in hvac uh first connections tampa florida and i just show him how to use it and i didn't have actually didn't have any first connections in hvac in tampa not yet but i was like you know what this is what we're gonna do we just i just connected with like the first 10 people that popped up and i was like one of these people is probably going to accept it. And when they accept it, I'll say, Hey, I have a friend from Ukraine. That's like <laughs> trying to get in the game. Can you help? Like that's, that's how you network in 2023. If you ask me, um, at least the most effective way. So, um, does that help answer your question? Of course, of course. And so are you going to get them started on Instagram and, and YouTube as well? <laughs> I don't know about all of that. I actually, I, I, he helped me remember I have, kind of a LinkedIn 101 training course that I've made in 2019 with uh, Michael Flight's son, because he just graduated from college and he needed some help. And 
yeah, Michael's helped me out so much as a, I guess, as a mentor. Now he's the godfather of, of my son. Um, but he's given me like some of the nicknames that you use there introducing me. And uh, he was like, you should, when you teach my son how to set up his LinkedIn, you should record it. That way you have a kind of like a course that you can give or sell to people. And so that actually I did, I did do that for a few months and then I just haven't touched it in so long that I forgot I had it, but today helped me remember that I had it. And so I sent this Ukrainian guy <laughs> and if anyone tuned in, wants a, a LinkedIn one-on-one training from 2019 that I made, I'm happy to send it your way. You just reach out after you finish listening to the episode. Oh, great. Yeah, we can. And if you want to make that available, we can have as a link in the show notes as yeah, well. It would be, it would be, I mean, I haven't gone through it. I, I wonder what was going through my head you know, four years ago and how much LinkedIn has changed. I found sometimes the old stuff recorded longer ago is still just as applicable, if not more. So, um, yeah, I need to go through it too, but it's behind a, um, it's on, it's on Google drive too. So anyone who reaches out, like if you request access for it, it I'll have to approve it or whatever. Uh, I got to get your email somehow. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I have no problem kind of giving that away as a, as a bonus for anyone here today. Yeah. Um, transition a little bit uh, to Lieberlin. I, I know that's something that uh, you've been involved in, and I know something that you are really fond of. Um, can you start off by talking a little bit about what Lieberlin is? Because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that probably have never heard of Lieberlin. So can you first start off by talking about Lieberlin and, and why this is so important to you? Yeah. And as I'm going to give this answer, I'll see if I can find there's a really good video done by, uh, I would just say by a third party on Lieberland. Um, oh, you know what? So there's a couple. Um, in fact, I would say there's, a, so I know there's a YouTuber. His name is Drew Binsky. I think he's got, he's probably got like 3 million followers at this point. I got to meet him and hang out with him last summer when he came to Lieberland. So I would, I would check out Drew Binsky's uh, video on Lieberland. He does, you know, he explains it all in 20 minutes compared to me and two, but basically startup country in the Balkans between Croatia and Serbia. It's on the Danube River. There's a piece of land about, you know, five square kilometers at the most that after the fall of the Ottoman Empire, you know, when the lines were drawn in the sand, there wasn't a whole lot of clarity on who Lieberland belonged to, Serbia or Croatia. And so historically over the past century, there's been multiple times that Croatia has pub publicly came out and said, you know, this belongs to Serbia. Serbia has done the same. They've come out and said, you know, this piece of land belongs to Croatia because if mainly, and this is mainly in Croatia's favor, if Croatia were to it were to draw that line in the sand and say that, you know, Lieberland is officially not theirs, it would change some other lines in the sand somewhere else where the country's border. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's no man's land. And so Vitya Lichgar president went there in 2013 and said, I claim this territory in the Free Republic of Lieberland. And um, here we are, you know, almost, wow, almost 10 years later. And, um, there's been a little bit of colonization physically on the land, but the challenge is the Croatian police typically are blockading it. Even it's actually an illegal international blockade is what they're doing because it's not their land. Uh, but it's not, there's no way that we can kind of go to international law court with Croatia right now because it's not financially that big. Um, and so it's kind of just a war of attrition. I mean, I don't know any other startup countries in the world right now uh, that have had more success than Lieberland. So I think some people, like to kind of mock it and make fun of it sometimes, but it's like, please show me another startup country that is doing it better <laughs> right now. Um, but the coolest thing of it all is there's 90 representatives in different countries all around the world. 
Um, it's a very, very vast network. There's probably somewhere between 300 to 500 citizens. And in fact, if you're interested in becoming a citizen of Liberland, just let me know. I have my passport, my Liberland passport here. And yes, it, it is. You can I can use this to get into Haiti. Haiti is the first country to recognize the Liberland passport. So it is happening. Adam, Adam did you just pull that out of your back pocket? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I roll with my Liberland passport. Um, and I actually have used it before, um, like buying, like going to the, to the liquor store to get like drinks. <laughs> and they're like, all right, all, this is good. So anyways, um, yeah, it, it's happening slowly. And I host the podcast and I kind of networked my way in there because I have my own show. And I basically told the when I got to meet the president, who's really just a good friend of mine now, um, I was like, hey, I have a podcast. I noticed Lieberland doesn't have a podcast and I do one for the country. And uh, being, you know, the free market capitalists that we all are, they're like, yeah, you know, as long as you don't <laughs> make us look bad, go for it. And it's uh, it's been great. So we've been sitting on episode 99 for a long time. We're going to be recording episode 100 soon. Maybe by the time this interview goes out, it'll be with uh, the first the first lady. So I'm looking forward to that one. She's, um, I know she is too. And yeah, I love Lieberland. I've emceed a lot of our events and I'll probably do some more um, in the near future. And what is it about Lieberland that really resonates with you? Uh, not to sound cliche, but the community and the people. Um, it kind of reminds me of there's a there's a certain spirit within Lieberland that is reflective of the folks who first kind of left the British Empire and came to America to pursue a better life. Um, especially the Europeans that are involved with Liberland. Um, a lot of them are sick and tired of, you know, pursuing entrepreneurial ventures and having to pay, you know, more, more than half of what they make back to a government. Like it's just not optimal. It's not right. You know, I could go on a rant on this topic too. And so um, I, I think the, the energy that's flocking to Liberland is people who simply want a more, free life and um, are inspired by capitalism, entrepreneurship, and, um, and and really just being able to be responsible for yourself instead of having to depend on the government for everything. In fact, taxation is voluntary within Lieberland's governance, meaning um, if you do care or want to vote for whoever's, you know, quote unquote, in power, um, then there will be, you know, a check to make sure, okay, have you paid your taxes? But if you don't care about voting, you don't have to pay taxes. Uh, that's really the only the, uh, the the true incentive or upside in it for uh, for the country. Yeah, well said. You know, when I think of Lieberlin, and, and obviously I'm not involved in it nearly as much as you are. I, I know just a little bit on the periphery, but to me, it's always come across like people who just want to go back to basic human values and spirit. You know, of like you said, capitalism. Uh, you know, a free having free association. You know, not being forced or mandated or have a gun pulled to your head to do something. And if you don't comply, then they'll you know take your money and your wealth and throw you in the prison. Um, you know, it's just people who want to be part of a community and want to be part of something, not that they're forced to do it or that they're forced to have to do anything related to it. Um, so that's kind of like when I when I think of Lieberland and what I know, just like I said, on the periphery, that's what I think about. Love it. Well, then I think we're doing a good job if that's what you think of. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I know also one of the things about Lieberland is also uh, blockchain, right? There's been discussion about somehow utilizing blockchain, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the country's uh, the whole whole governance model as well as the currency will be blockchain based. Uh, Lieberland merits 
and modeled after Bitcoin, meaning, you know, there is going to be a limit to the supply. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there are some benefits to, if, you know, ser- seriously, if anyone listening is interested in becoming a citizen, um, there's always going to be benefits to the people who do it first. So I don't want to speak too far in advance, but I know if you're looking to get some Liberland uh, merits, LLM is the currency, uh, you're going to be much more well positioned to acquire some through early citizenship. Oh, great. Great. Um, Adam, how can people find out more about you? Best way, I would say, connect with me on LinkedIn. As you can tell, not not too shy on LinkedIn. Uh, so that would probably be the best way. And if you're not feeling LinkedIn, you can always uh, just go to my website, carswell.io. And if you, um, you know, if you drop your drop your email in there, you'll get on my email list. You can once you're on my email list, if you reply to the emails, I get them. So, um, yeah, either that way or, or LinkedIn. Okay, great. Um, and we'll include links in the show notes uh, to what you just mentioned. And if you want to include some of these other resources as well, if you want to share them with me, I'm more than happy to put them on the uh, in the show notes as well. To you kind of mentioned uh, Drew's video on Liberland. And if there's anything else on Liberland that you'd like to share with the listeners, um, uh, let's, let's put them in the show notes and the listeners can go and find out more about Liberland and what it stands for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew's video would be a great one. So I will get that to you as well as uh, the connection game is what I named the, the LinkedIn 101 training. So Okay, yeah, you- great. And you also talked about Myron and also uh, was it Frank Kern, I believe, as well, too. So yeah, those two, you can you can definitely just just Google them. Myron Golden, M-Y-R-O-N Golden, and then Frank Kern, Frank K-E-R-N. You'll find plenty of their stuff if you just punch their name into Google. OK, great. Uh, Adam, thank you for coming on to the show today. Mo, thank you for having me and uh, look forward to the next time we get to hang out. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, you provide an amazing amount of uh, value to the audience today. And that's all today. Uh, Thank you, everyone else, for uh, tuning in. And until next time, have a great week. Dream Chasers, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us here today, your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share this bad boy on social media. Drop a five-star review. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, we really appreciate it. It brings better visibility, better SEO to the show. So just can't thank you enough for that. And also, as you notice, we don't have any ads here on Dream Chasers. So I just want to remind you to head over to carswell.io to get all updates, especially because I am currently writing a book. The book is on the topic of, insert suspenseful topic here, multiplication. Yes, I'm writing a book on multiplication. I know that may sound silly, but that's what it is. So I'm really excited about this. I have also learned it takes a lot more time to write a book than I originally expected. So it's coming soon. And just want to remind you, if you want to get updates on my first ever book, you can go to carswell.io, drop your email address there, and you'll get all the updates you could possibly need or imagine on the release. So thank you again for your listenership. And remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level.